The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Great, great, angry, googly, moogly. <laughs> That's not the intro. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought it was, Stevie. Great moogly googly. What a way great, to start the show. Great googly uh, moogly. That's a great when I ad. think something's really when I think something's really funny, Steve, I sound like that dog on Bugs Bite. <laughs> yeah, no, you got yeah, absolutely. I know the one exactly one what you mean. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what cartoon that's from. Is it is it Rocky and Bullwinkle or something? Uh, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I was it a Bugs Bunny one? Chester's my hero. Chester's my hero because he's so brave and strong. <laughs> It might be it might be uh might be Yogi, not Yogi. Who is the uh, uh Huckleberry Finn? Huck oh, Huckle- yeah, yeah. It might be someone in there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think know, that's whatever. the Hannah Bob Barbera family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they did okay. I remember yeah. those guys. Yeah. Anyway. Remember the 70s cartoons when you first <laughs> I better be careful. You might call 911. Yeah. And you are gonna get your mic all wet too at this yeah. rate. <laughs> Do you remember being a kid? Like you would have, I guess it would have been like early seventies for you. You get cable for the first time and Saturday morning cartoons and such. Well, I lived, uh, in, I lived in Sudbury, right? And you're in, you're Ottawa, Richmond mm-hmm. guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe Richmond was kind of the equivalent of Sudbury. They were like the, the last place on earth to get cable television. It felt like, you know, anyone who lived in Ottawa or Toronto, my cousins lived in Toronto and we'd go down and visit them every year. We would go at the end of the summer, Stevie, and uh, our folks would take us down there to go to the Canadian National Exhibition. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, the CNE, and uh, of course it was you know it was like Christmas, man. But then our cousins had the TV, the big box one, sitting on the floor in a in a small den. Everyone gathered around in this den, and and it had all these these buttons, Steve, on this big contraption to change channels. You know? Oh, yeah, that's the early day remote that's all wired in on something the size of an encyclopedia, which is also another obsolete thing. <laughs> right. And and they had they had a, a tower, Steve, uh, you know, uh, soaring up into the air. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it looked like it looked like one of those high rise cranes, man. OK, the, the, those those freaking cranes that go 50,000 feet to get their cable, you know. Anyway, to answer your question, Stevie. The first Saturday morning where I got up uh, and 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 got to love it was Spider Man. Oh man, yeah. Spin the web, Stevie, anytime. Okay, catch the thieves. Right. That that one was my well, that was my big one. Watching Spider Man con- cartoons and the other. It's funny you bring this up. Uh, my, my mother was very strict. Uh, my mother Barry, who everyone got to know affectionately when she did our show Barry Picking, uh, but she was very strict. And I remember watching shows, okay, half-hour shows like a Brady Bunch or a Get Smart or Hogan's Heroes, uh, you know, all those, all the, all the good ones. And my mother always had dinner. You know, my dad was away most of the time, right? Because he was a member of Parliament, so he was away when we lived in Sudbury. He was in Ottawa all week, and so my mom ran it like, <laughs> like the army baby. Okay, it was dinner, the four of us. You know, right up at the table, five thirty was dinner. Okay, and always at five twenty, my mom said, "Okay, everyone, wash up. Everyone, wash up for dinner." Okay, Stevie, there was always that. One. Maybe that's why I never got sick, Steve, because my mom maybe washed my every time we went some. Okay, wash up, everybody, wash up. Okay, wash up, 
And then she'd go, and get to the table right now. But there'd be five minutes left in the show, Steve. And I remember, I'd be in my pajamas, by the way. Everyone else was out playing. I'd be in my pajamas at 5, okay? My mom had me in bed at <laughs> 6.15. And I remember this one here, Steve. Oh, please, Mom. Please, can we watch the end of the show? There's only five minutes left, Mom. Five minutes. Oh, oh please. Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thankfully, I never had to deal with any of that, which is good. My, but I back to the cartoons for a second in those early days and the nostalgia of all that. Right. I, I can't believe how many terrible cartoons I watched because I, I were I was basically three blocks from my public school. I, I grew up really close to Richmond Public School, and we I'd go home for for lunch most days because oh, it would I, it's, right? it's like yeah, yeah. be like a I don't know, ninety second drive home on my bike, and the Flintstones were always on. Uh, at at, uh, at noon, and like you say, Spider Man was in there as well. Those are the only two, though, that were any good because they had this medley they seemed to put on. I think it was CTV Ottawa or CJOH back in the day, but they had this mess of awful Canadian cartoons. With all due respect, they had Max the two thousand year old mouse. Oh my god, was that bad? How yes. about Wizard of Oz? That sort of cartoony version of it. Oh, so good, so bad. So Rocket good, so Robin bad. Hood? You must have watched and, Rocket uh, Robin Hood. And Rocket Robin Hood and Her- Hercules. Hercules, so was, Hercules was the last one. I was like, how are we watching all of this? And they'd, they'd also put in between every cartoon all those national film board vignettes that went on ad nauseum. Oh, let's learn about coal miners singing songs and things like that. So watching cartoons with my own kids, I was thinking, man, you guys got it made. These cartoons are all great. Yeah, <laughs> God, those are you're bringing me back for sure. Because I remember if my mother caught us watching those cartoons, she'd grab us by the back of the head and smash our face into the TV. <laughs> uh, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. Yeah. Um, uh, just as a follow up on our last episode, remember we were yes, talking sir. about Pap's Blue Ribbon and whether because we, we we speculated on one of two things. Absolute social media genius coming from the Pabst Blue Ribbon Twitter guy. Sure. Or or a rogue employee that's gotten loose with the Pabst Blue Ribbon Twitter account because they've got a thing with wet January because everybody's talking about dry January, right? Come out of the holidays, get off the booze for a month, and we call it dry January or dryuary. Well, Pabst Blue Ribbon is going in the other direction with their official campaign, wet January. Sure. So to take it another step further... Yesterday morning, the Pabst Blue Ribbon Twitter guy came out with this tweet. Not drinking this January. Try eating ass. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, this uh, and there was a bunch of tweets that would follow. People were responding. And then this rogue employee was responding to the responses. And well... The company removed this series of X-rated tweets and replies, and they said this, we apologize about the language and content of our recent tweets. They were written in poor judgment by one of our associates. In no way does the content of these tweets reflect the values of Pabst and our associates. We're handling the matter internally, and we've removed the tweets. There we go. So you called it. I wasn't sure one way or the other because it was actually getting pretty good response. But uh, it absolutely was a rogue employee, so that's a little follow yeah. up. Yeah, that that adds up. Okay, yeah. now that that equation equals, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, 
love the guy though. <laughs> you know, love. <laughs> there was a story, Steve. Uh, you know, when you get fired in radio, mm-hmm. uh, if they do it in person, uh, you know, after they they wait till after your show, generally, right? You you come in and do the show. If you did a morning show, uh, this is how it went down for me anyway at K Rock here. Uh, five after nine, you come off air. The general manager comes in. There was three of us doing the show. Boys, uh, I need to see you each individually in the office. And one of the guys I worked with had been in radio way longer than I was. And he turned around to me and he shook my hand. He goes, hey, it's been good, man. That was a good run. I went, what are you talking about? Oh, he, he goes, fired. oh, yeah, we're getting fired. There's no doubt about it, right? This guy. I said, no, we're not. He goes, yeah, we are. We are. Okay. I've been through, I've been down this road. And um, they had a security guard there, Steve. Okay. Like, like standing by. Because uh, the, then the guy, you know, the first guy went in, he came out, said, told you, you know, your turn, Jimmy, go in there. And, and then I went in for about five minutes, right? We got turfed and uh, they were realigning or whatever they're doing. And there's a security guy there walking with me back to the office, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, what's up with this? Well, I guess people can go nuts, Stevie. Oh, okay? yeah. Right. They can go crazy. And uh, the the story I heard uh the reason they do that now is because uh, someone tried it sort of what they thought would be just a normal way, uh, you know, tell the guy on Tuesday night, tomorrow's his last show. Uh, it's been great, but if you don't mind, we, we need you to finish out the week or something, right? And <clears throat> what happened was uh, the guy was pissed off, of course, uh, and he went into the studio to do his show and he locked the door. Uh, I mean, this is probably long enough ago where, where no one can get Adam to shut him down. Like there wasn't a separate production room. <laughs> anyway, locked the door, Stevie, behind. Maybe you're the guy who told me this story, Steve, and then just went off on the station. Yeah, I think it was when, a local when, story, too. I think it was, uh, I forget the, the name of the guy who did it, but he was a very popular DJ at the time. And he decided that, uh, yeah, he was going to just corral himself inside the studio and start right. talking on the air and that they've let me go. And it didn't get bad or anything. It didn't get like, suicidal or there wasn't any right. damage done it was just a case of he said a lot of things on the air that the company would rather not sure. be on the air so they don't do that anymore they no. they when they fire you you're not coming in like i got i got axed over the phone i was in vegas when i got turf from uh tigor right and just i just finished the show and then got a message to phone the general manager and i thought uh do you think i might be getting fired because I've never spoken to the general manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my tip off too, because first of all, it's a, you know, a Wednesday is a very common day in radio for layoffs to occur. Um, somebody in accounting could probably tell you why, why? that is, but yeah, it happens Wednesdays a lot. So I got a, I got an email from the boss who I didn't hear from very often it was once in a blue right. moon. He sure. said, can I see you in my office after the show tomorrow? And I said oh, to Linda oh. right away after I got the email on Tuesday night, I think I might be getting let go. And so I did the show the next day, not sure one way or the other. And uh, I said to Matt Hamer at about 6.30 in the morning that day, I said, he's the producer there. And uh, I said, I think, I'm, I think I'm out, Matty. And he goes, come on, come on. And, and yeah, just, yeah. it was just a sea of disbelief throughout the day. And after the show, sure enough, I got let go. There's somebody in there with the, the boss. The boss gave me a valuable 30 seconds of his time for 20 years work and then handed me off to the HR lady that was sitting right beside him. And then after that, uh, luckily I was pleased that I didn't have to, you know, leave immediately, you know, you can go get your stuff. And yeah. so people would, you know, stunt man Stu was right there and he was 
coming up to me laughing about something. Did you see this thing on Twitter? Ha ha ha. And oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm not in the mood right now, Stu. I just got laid off. He goes, what? What? And and huh. so it was it was nice to hear all the disbelief that was going on that day. But uh, yeah, it's a, a very weird thing, uh, that whole process. Now, wh- right. wh- why are we talking about this? How do we get into I, this I subject? I don't know. I don't know. We're well, talking about cartoons further, and then we're though. talking about layoffs. Yeah. What, what happened after that when I got turfed um, from the GM, what, what followed up uh, was... Um, my mother showed up at his office with a ball peen hammer and smashed him in the knees. Both of them. Okay. Both. And then he had his hand on the table and she took a, a, a letter opener and shoved it right through the back of his hand and stuck oh it on the goodness. table. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She said, don't, you won't do that to my son. There okay? we go. You've brought the conversation full circle. I love that. That's good. I don't know how we got well, on this. When we, when we come on, we can, when we come back, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to do another follow-up because the Edmonton Oilers, we talked in the last episode, they're a bit of a mess right now. Dave Tippett said some things about his goalie. Well, his goalie is now pushed back and Dave Tippett has uh, tried to clarify. So it's a bit of a back and forth. And COVID is running amok now with the Oilers if they're not dealing with enough already. So we will get to that story coming up after these words. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house? How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk. And we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford Tough, and it gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff at the same time. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at jimkford.com. And housing prices remain sky high. And if you're curious to know what your home is worth right now in a blazing hot market like this, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free, no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Glenn helped me out with a home sale last fall, and uh, he can do the same for you. He's great. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. All right, so we should update the Edmonton Oilers situation so all they've got going on right now is they're going horribly. The coach ripped the goalie the other day. The goalie then ripped the team, and now Connor McDavid has COVID. Other right. than that, right. other than everything's going fine in Edmonton right now, but certainly Miko Koskin and the Oilers goalie did not appreciate the very fairly pointed criticism that he got from his coach after another disappointing outing in a 4-1 loss to the Rangers. So here's the, the quote was, just to give you uh, a bit of uh, perspective on this in case you didn't listen to our last episode, Tippett said that Edmonton's goaltending wasn't very good. The opening goal was a brutal mistake. And then he said later, uh, well, first we'll go to Koskinen and his pushback on this thing. Koskinen said, it's not nice being thrown under the bus. I have to be better. But at the same time, we've scored seven goals in my last six losses. I can't score goals. Right. And so could right. it be messier than it is right now? Brilliant. Brilliant comeback, Stevie. It is. Beautiful. But I'm guessing yeah. his teammates won't appreciate that, though. Yeah. It, it, I'll tell you what, a couple things about this. You know, there's something percolating, right? You're, you're making it easy for management. Uh, you know, Kenny Holland's the GM there. Daryl Cates is the owner. Um, I'm, I don't know if Kevin Lowe's still involved at some level. 
Uh, you're making it really easy for the management when the fans and everybody and writers start to start to put it out there. Is it time the coach should go? Is it yeah. time? Has he lost the room? Da da da. You're making it really easy. Tip it, you know, for these guys to say, okay, uh, you know, obviously, you know, obviously, from what you said, coach, this isn't working anymore, right? Why give them the excuse? You know, because um, I'm sure some guys do survive, Steve, because they're nice. You know that that they're, you know that they're a real team guy, super half half full glass guy, super positive. They've probably extended their careers, you know. Um, so now you get that, and then you get this goalie coming back, right? Uh, we, you, I, I think you weighed in today on the suspendable show a little bit too with Russ. You know, it's Russ talked about it, right? It's 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 not now you've lost it. Now you got you got shit going on here that uh, all all the all the you know you can't have the rats running the freaking asylum uh so there's that you know um that uh it will be interesting i'm curious to see what happens the other thing is steve why why is it you know you you just don't if if a team plays a bad game and they're on a good roll okay like the oilers were you know they they'd won 10 of their first 13 or something like that you know, they were rolling, right? Everyone was loving it. They were the talk of the town, dry sidle, McDavid going crazy. But then they have a bad game, right? Uh, you don't hear the coach coming and saying, you know, they're they're brutal. They were awful, blah, 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 right? And that's kind of telling, right? And that's what this coach should know today, that you're not, you know, you, the only time you guys come out and do this is when you're shit and you're no good. That happens in sports, you know, Stevie, right? You go bad, you get, you get on, a, you know, you're two and eight. The old, the old last ten stat, right? I look at when I when I flip on the, the apps that I look at for the standings, and so it just doesn't. It, you know, why are you doing that now? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it now? You know, and uh, it, it just. I think it was bad. He tried to backpedal on it today. I think he did, but it just it. You know, it, I, I don't like it. You know, I, I don't like it. And so I'm the is- guy who wants wants out of the box comments from from players and coaches you know i hate the i hate the lame duck vanilla you know household you know replies to what we got to do to win right i hate it but yeah it, it, I, it depends I think the guy made a mistake sorry go ahead yeah i think it depends on the, the the glasses you're wearing from our perspective you know if i'm wearing the glasses of i'm like a consultant for the team i'm saying absolutely you've gone down the wrong road there taking on your goalie like that and 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 then Koskinen going and chirping about the team not scoring enough i would tell both of those men hey that's that's not the way we're doing things here however right that's that's as the pseudo consultant here in this fictional anecdote i'm speaking now though as a sports talk radio guy absolutely bring that stuff on all day long because it right. makes for great conversation fans love that stuff they, they love the juicy stuff especially when you got you don't have much else to glom onto right now with the Oilers they're going so badly. Like you mentioned how great a start they had as an example. They're still in a playoff spot despite right. how horrible they've been pretty much since mid-November onward. Um so that's that's the kind of start they had. So they're not dead in the water yet, but in the meantime, an Oilers fan is going, "God, it's nothing but bleak stuff here and at least you have something to talk about." And right. certainly from our perspective in the, in a media component this this may, late makes life good, and this is the quote from uh, Dave Tippett. It's Chris Johnson, who's uh, now with Sportsnet, nor is he with TSN. Oh boy, I've lost track. One of the two. He's been with both. 
I think he's at TSN now. There you anyway, you're covered. You covered everything, yeah. I think so. He yeah. said, Dave Tippett thinks his quote about Miko Koskinen the other night was taken out of context. He points out he was asked by a reporter about the start of the game and adds that Koskinen made some good saves later on in the game against the Rangers. And so it's, you know, trying to soften the blow. But let me, why not get it from the horse's mouth instead of me throwing quotes out there? And you decide for yourself, was this taken out of context or not? Our goaltender wasn't very good. And we didn't uh, find enough pucks at the net to, uh, to get us back in the game. You, there's been talk of starts in this for this team. You know, they get... You know, they get a power play early in the first period. They don't score on it, but they score about five minutes into the game. Then, about this, three, what, what, do you, yeah. what do you want to do? Like, what do you, I mean, it's, it's a brutal it, mistake. It, it's a brutal mistake. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Call it what it is. <laughs> We're playing well. It's a brutal mistake. Call it what it is. That does not, James. And that's, again, uh, Dave Tippett after the Ranger game, the loss to the Rangers 4-1 the other night. That does not sound like it's out of context. That sounds right. like a coach who thinks his goalie was brutal on that play. Yeah, here, here's the th- I, I I'm like you, right? You know, you do a daily show, right? When something like this comes out, you go, "Here we go." That's fantastic, right? That we get to get to talk about this. It's way out of the box. It's perhaps out of bounds. I think it is. Um, here's the deal, Stevie. Though, so Koskinen is pissed off. He 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 unequivocally singles out Koskinen. Okay, he doesn't bring any other players into it, right? He talks about his goalie, so he goes public with it, and. You know, I, I go back to the days, Steve, we were talking about our days as kids. And I remember being in school. It happened to me, and I saw it happen to other other guys, where the teacher, in this case the coach, okay, <clears throat> starts to lay into a student with the rest of the classroom there, okay? Right. And absolutely scream. And, you know, I got, I, it happened to me. And I just remember shriveling up, going, oh, my God, am I embarrassed here, right? Where Because I wasn't a great student, Stevie, okay? Um as opposed to a really cool teacher that I had who never did that, but pulled you aside after. Right. Pulled me aside. Said, okay, what's going on? You know, it's like your kids, you know, it's the equivalent of you, you got to work on one of your kids. It's frustrating. It's a doubting experience. Like it is trying to coach people, I guess. How do we, how do we do it? How do you, do you give one guy tough love? Do you give another guy, you know, to lay off a bit? And, and, and that's the same with your kids. You know, I look at it that way. How am I, how am I going to discipline this kid? Right. Because he is wrong and he has been doing something. So what you do is you talk to your kid about it. You don't wait till you have a house party with 80 people there and then bring your kid in and rip them a new one. Right. Right. And, and, and I, th- th- that's how I look at this thing with Koskinen, right? I mean, Koskinen has got to look up and go, Hey, all you've ever preached about is, you know, all sports is about his team. We're a family. We do this. We win and lose together, blah, blah, blah. All hands on deck, you know, all for one, you know? And, and so um, I think he's frustrated, right? I think I think the guy's frustrated, not with the team so much, Steve, as he is with the talk of him getting fired now. I think he I think he lost his cool, and uh, I think he's sort of caught here uh, in the middle of being reading his headlines. I right. think I think you know you know and what I, I think, mean though, Steve. Oh, you just yeah, don't do it, man. You don't go to the press and say my quarterback shit. It was legitimately one of my golden rules when I coached. And my assistant coaches had the same mandate, and uh, they wouldn't have been my assistant coaches if they violated that rule. And that is absolutely tearing apart someone in front of their peers. You will. That's the fastest way to lose somebody. Um, if you you might win the the moment, you know, you, you, the, the, for the rest of that practice or game, they do what they're told, but you've lost the player potentially. And uh, it, it's there's a lot of good things about old school coaching and old school teaching. 
but there's also th- some things that are pretty damaging and totally ineffective. And then screaming at someone or chastising someone publicly and particularly in front of the peers that they love is right. absolutely devastating. And you, it's right. just, I'd love to see that just completely disappear from, from the landscape. I don't know that Dave Tippett meant it in those terms. I think he was, uh, he, like you say, he's a frustrated coach. He's concerned for his job. And uh, and, I, and I'll give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt when he says it was a little out of context because sometimes when the media is talking to you, they can kind of lead you into that rather than, okay, here's my statement. Sometimes when you see it in a news story, it looks like the statement is, I would like to announce my goalie is brutal. Right. 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 As opposed to a in a casual setting where you're not sure what's going to be said, there's no script, and a reporter asks you a question that leads you there, and you go, well, yeah, the game would have been a lot different if Koskinen doesn't make that play, and you're not ready for it, and it comes out wrong. And so I don't think Tippett necessarily meant to go down that road, but I do think that that's a that still remains a big problem in both coaching and teaching right. with the old schoolers, generally the gang over 50 and 55 years old, that crew still think that that's an effective way to get what they want out of someone. Yeah, and listen, don't don't come at us. Don't come at me. I'm, I'm saying this like like people are really interested in what I have to say. <laughs> we don't really give a shit, Jim. Okay, but I guess we'll. Um, but but listen, don't 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 come at the team and don't come at Tippett and poor Koskinen or whatever and take these guys down saying, "Hey, tough shit. You're you're in a, the best game in the in the world. You're making tons of cash. So toughen up." Okay, Koskinen is gonna have to toughen up. Tippett is gonna have to suck it up and not and not sort of go off the page here because he's frustrated, right? That I don't care who you are, Steve. I don't care what level you're at, who you are. The the whole bonding thing is super powerful. Uh, you know, when your coach has your back. You and I both know of a guy, Steve, who could have who could have had a long coaching career in the NHL, and his team got in trouble on the road. Okay, right. they got in a bar fight. Okay, when they're on the road. I think it was here, actually, in Edmonton. They got in a big, big brawl. They got in trouble. And then they went to the coach the next day and said, da 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 what, what's up with this? And he said, don't talk to me about it. Don't blame me. He, he, he didn't back his team. And I think that harmed his whole career. Right. I think it's harmed, you know, I've, uh, and, you know, there, there's nothing more powerful than Tippett can say, don't get on our goalie. Don't do this. You know, we're in a grind. We got to grind it. It's a long year, right? It's a long year. And, we're, and, and so um, that really hurts that guy. That really, really hurts that guy. And I think he did it the wrong way. I think he did. I'm not a coach, Stevie, but um, don't, don't underestimate, man, how, how harmful that is on a guy. I don't care who you are, what level you're at. Right. Um, I, I just, I just know that. I just know that. So I, I do like Dave Tippett. I, I don't want to see him get fired. I'm not, advocating that necessarily i don't know him well enough to make the ultimate call on it but um from any dealings i've had with him seems like a pretty gracious guy generally a gentleman i don't know how often he calls out his players it's the first time i know of that i've heard it it's uh ill-advised but i'm not wishing that he gets fired or anything like that so and i hope the audience kind of turn things around Connor mcdavid though that's a kind of a valuable player there Uh, he's gone into covid protocol so that's not good news as uh, well. The game's happening as we speak right now on Wednesday, January 5th. It's uh, Oilers and Leafs. And the same time, Matthews is back for Toronto. Connor McDavid, Tyson Berry, Derek Ryan all enter the COVID-19 protocol. So that's not going to help 
the cause of the Edmonton Oilers turning things around, both from a team perspective and from a coaching perspective. So these are not easy times for the Edmonton Oilers right now. Yeah. Rusty says he thinks Connor McDavid, in a bad way, is selfish. What's a he's good day, way? He's, he's, huh? What's a good way of being selfish? Well, it's good to be selfish sometimes, right? To, to you know, you, you need your star to be a little selfish and not do the pass because he can freaking score on a right. You know, on a, yeah, that, you know what I mean. You gotta you yeah. gotta be a little selfish once in a while. Uh, anyway, yeah, he, I thought he that was the, well. He watched the end of a game, and uh, Connor was out there for an extra long shift. When Russ thought you should pull yourself off, let somebody else out there. Uh, so he thinks he's playing greedy, uh, and which is now becomes a really interesting dynamic here. Because what's going on with Connor and the coach? Then mm-hmm. who's coaching who? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, he said it was in a three-on-three. Um, I'm not sure the game that he was alluding to, but he said it was a three-on-three situation, and uh, McDavid was out there for the first two minutes, and he said that teammates noticed that stuff big time, and. Uh, wouldn't be very happy about that in the big picture. Though it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. The three-on-three sometimes, it's hard to get off the ice, well, honestly. But it's Connor McDavid too, Russ. There's also that, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> like, okay, I get it. I get it. But yeah. it's not, uh, you know, I don't know, it's not a fourth liner there who's ignoring the coach screaming at him. Go, no, no, I'm going to stay out. I want to stay out. Well, so. it reminded me a little bit of Kevin Bieksa on Hockey Night in Canada ripping apart Thomas Shabbat based on the, the game that he had seen that night. And yes, absolutely, Shabbat was garbage that night. Uh, but you can't paint the guy's entire season and career as being a bad hockey player because you watched one game where he sucked. Right. So I wonder right. if maybe there's some of that there too. I don't know. I don't know. Who anyway, knows? we'll yeah, take a time out of the program. When we come back, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, should he be disqualified from being the likely National Football League MVP because he's a jerk? We'll talk about that coming up after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982, one of the longest running dealerships in Ottawa? Ottawa? I don't know why I said it. It's my hometown. Yeah, Ottawa? What's wrong with you? Yeah. I don't know. Ottawa. Cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> whip. Uh, the K family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. They are continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. See what they're all about. Shop for your next vehicle at jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Have you driven a Ford? Steve, lately. There we go. There we go. You're losing your touch a little bit, Scooter. Well, it's the internet, right? I don't, no, you're, a little, you're a little sharper usually on the on the, on the the takedown. I didn't want to muck up your jingle. I thought you were going to that. I didn't know I was going to be the guy on the end there. We're losing, anyway. our, uh, we're losing our cadence here, pal. Maybe it's a little. It's a bad sign. We've been doing this a long time now. <laughs> well, God, how long have we been doing this? It's got to be over 80 shows, 89, however long. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, yesterday was our 666th show. I said to myself, that's a bad way to start out 2022. Whoa. With 666. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway. You got to do it like the elevator company, Steve. 665, 667. Oh, nice. Okay. nice. Let's leave out the 13th floor. All right. 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 I was going to say, do you Switch have a, that up. is there a building that has 666 floors? Oh my God. That's a big business building. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, we'll close it out with this as we wrap things up today. 
Aaron Rodgers, um, he's going to be the MVP if all things are equal, but maybe things aren't equal. Um, Hub Arkish is a reporter, and he was on 670 The Score in Chicago and absolutely ripped Aaron Rodgers. And Hub Arkish is a guy, one of 50 guys in the media, who has a vote on the NFL MVP award. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is, so uh, again, this is 670 The Score in Chicago, and this is what he had to say about Aaron Rodgers and his MVP candidacy. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. Um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. So there you go. That's uh, that's a guy who has an actual vote. And he's talking, of course, about the opinion that Aaron Rodgers has about vaccinations. He's talking about the feud that he had with the organization. Fans wondering if he's coming back to be the quarterback of this club this year. He sat out most of training camp. But, well, he's led the Green Bay Packers to a bye in the first round and the NFC's number one seed. So a pretty huge year. So a lot of fans... All that stuff became white noise. But for this guy, this one voter anyway, he says he's not voting for him for MVP. Would you let any of this influence your MVP vote? Yeah. You know, there's there's uh, lots of Aaron Rodgers that I liked off the page. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the idea when the guy hosted Jeopardy. Uh, he's a really good golfer. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen clips of him taking lessons in golf. Uh, some other things. He, he does a weekly shot with someone. Uh, I don't know who it is, either a podcast or a radio Pat show. Pat McAfee. Yeah, that guy. And I've seen, uh, it, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, but I've always, there is a side of me, Steve, that go, I don't like this guy. He's a bit of a dink. He's a bit of a dink with 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 his attitude. Uh, not very humble, you know. And, and that whole thing about with the team, when that, well, that started, when they couldn't get a straight answer out of the guy. Yeah. Okay. That shit just drives me crazy because of of that does drive me bananas that they play in the best league in the world, uh, you know, and make zillions of dollars. Okay, that one does come into play for me when you, you start to hack on your team and your fans, you know, about uh, what was me here, right? What was me? Okay, they're not treating me right. As soon as I hear that, Steve, okay, from an athlete, okay, I, I, you know, and not. Not in a real controversial way, like Koskinen, right? I'm not being treated right. I, I, you know, it's a little different story. But as soon as I hear a guy generally saying this team hasn't really treated me right, okay, I've eh. okay, Skipper, do you, want, do you want to regroup on that one? Uh, on on on, you know, the Tiger Woods, right? Had a lot guys. Guys started chopping on Tiger Woods, Steve, and it's, this is a very similar case. When and and guys, reporter in this case, chopping on Aaron Rodgers, and. A bunch of guys came out. This is the other side of this story, Steve. And and they started going, getting uh, disenfranchised with Tiger. They were sick of hearing about him. They were, you know, they didn't like the way he, uh, he was on the course. He had a temper. And then someone had stepped up and said, you should be kissing the ground that Tiger Woods walks on because what he's doing for golf, man, <laughs> like, and all that stuff. Should you be kissing the ground that Aaron Rodgers walks on? I don't know. Maybe if you're on his team, I guess a little bit. You know, you're 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 lucky that you found a superstar quarterback. But the guy's a bit of a knob, Steve. He is. He's a bit of a dink. Uh, 
Enough to get rid of the MVP option? Well, I like what the guy said. You know, he said he might on the field, he might be, but but I'm telling you, uh, I'm not voting for him for what he's like off the field is what that guy's saying, right? Yep. That, that writer. So uh, just goes to show you, Steve, I think we were saying, just be a nice guy. Be a nice guy. You, won't, you know, I was mentioning it earlier, but there's lots of coaches who probably survived longer than they should have because they're great guys, you know? Um, I, I just don't let the off-field stuff bother me, to be honest. I, um, I would still vote for him for MVP. I know people will say, yeah, you're a Packer fan, of course, so there is some bias there. But just trying to look at it as objectively as possible, um, it, the only off-field stuff that matters to me is if it's criminal. You've done something criminal or you've done something that is cheating. You've taken steroids. Those are the elements, and it depends on the severity of the crime, too. Like if, you know, if if it's a crime that's... Eh, kind of you know modest i'd still give second chances but you know if it's a really serious crime oj simpson ray lewis stuff i think that that should disqualify you from things um i would say this that if the nfl mvps and award winners and hall of famers if they were nothing but amish people their record was unsullied in every way then maybe you'd look at aaron Rodgers and say yeah, okay, I'm going to disqualify you from MVP candidacy. Right. But right. we know, we know that every league has MVP guys uh, and, and award winners and Hall of Famers with very checkered pasts. So the horse is out of the barn, I guess I'm saying. So I, I just sort of evaluate each thing under its own. And I don't think the off field thing uh, that Aaron Rodgers has gotten into, uh, upsetting the team, you know, having a riff with them, upsetting right. the fans. And and then the vaccine thing, which uh, I don't, I do not agree with him, and I think he's out to lunch. But I also think he has the freedom to have that take. I don't think those rise to the level of me taking some things away from him as a football player. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. not everyone's likable, right? Not not every superstar is likable, right? In in sports, and 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 he's kind of one of those, right? I wouldn't be alone there where someone says, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking dink, you know? Uh, There's a lot more of them this year. Yeah, right, right. Patrick Reed, right? I always go to golf, Steve. I don't mean to do that, but, uh, you know, that guy was caught cheating. Yeah. Right? Caught cheating, like grounding his club in a bunker and said he didn't. They had it on video, and that guy's a dink. That guy's a, he's a knob, right? Uh, but he's good. He won the Masters, right? So, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you. I don't know if you're getting the point I'm making, right? Uh, there's lots of guys who are who are knobs, but they're really good. So, what do you think? As we wrap things up today, of Jacksonville Jaguar fans, they uh, they've had another terrible season, absolutely dismal. We're into the final game, Jaguar fans. Uh, the end of the season can't come soon enough. They were terrible last year, and that allowed them to get Trevor Lawrence first overall, and they're terrible again this year. And so, what they've decided to do. Uh, a lot of Jaguar fans, how many are actually going to do it? I don't know. And whether the security will allow them to do it. But Jaguar fans are planning en masse to have a clown out. <laughs> They're all going to dress up, apparently, as clowns to protest their owner, Shad Khan, for a terrible season, which included the hiring of Urban Meyer and uh, and just another terrible year. They want to see their general manager fired. And they've just right. seen enough, and they want to do something. And so I guess Jaguar fans this week, they've all changed their social media avatars to clown emojis that have Khan's mustache on it. And it right. seems to have caught on and 
everybody's say, saying anyway, they're going to show up at the game this weekend wearing clown gear. You know what's you know what's going to be uh, interesting about that, Stevie. Um, you know the NFL, like every other sports league, uh, is is constantly trying to get high ratings. Okay, right. it's it's all based all advertising fees, all corporate dough, season ticket prices, all, all of it is based on ratings. Right? Now, you know that. I know that. And you got to be awfully frustrated. See, I am just sensing here that people are going to find them find a way to get to a TV to see the spectators during that game. Right. All right. They're going to, and, and I bet it increases viewership. And if you're the PR guy or the marketing guy on that football team going, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. We had, um, you know, the viewership went up 10%. Why? Because everyone dressed up like a clown. <laughs> I don't know. If that may not be the attention you want. You know what I mean? It's gonna. Yeah. It's, it's like, wow, can we win for losing here? Right? All one, got the good pro, they got the shitty product, but that happens, you know. Uh, well, you know what would be interesting marketing is if like it's like uh, you know, you're not a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, try eating ass. Yeah, huh? right. There we that go. Might, I think that guy's out of work. Maybe he's looking for something. Maybe the Jags can pick him up. They want some off the page marketing. Well, someone's going to come up with something, Steve, going where you could like 50-50, right? The, the Oilers do a 50-50. It's the biggest on the, uh, in hockey. There's no doubt right. about it. They yeah. don't even come close. It's, it's, it's not uncommon for the thing to be a million bucks. But they, sell, they start selling it a day or two before, and they sell it till midnight the night of, okay? And the games are early here. Someone's going to come up with something, Steve, you going, if you dress up as clowns, okay, <laughs> you're going to win a million bucks or something. We're going to do a draw. And, and I'm tuning into that game, Stevie. I'm tuning in to watch that game, you know? Yeah, I hate clowns. Just though. saying. Yeah. Just hate those clowns. Oh, did creep oh, yeah. me out? Oh, yeah, I'm not a clown. Didn't guy. you love Joaquin Phoenix, man? No, I don't like it, any clowns. You didn't like him in that movie? Whatever it's called? Uh, uh, the, well, not the Joker. It. That's, it is the, the scary clown thing. Uh, the Joker. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. You have not seen that, uh, The Joker with Joaquin? No. Oh, Stevie. Whether you like clowns or not, hell of a hell of a role the guy played. Hell of a right. role. The other one, Stevie. I'm going to tell you something before we go. Fourteen Peaks is an unbelievable documentary on Netflix. It's absolutely riveting. Every five minutes, it's about an hour and forty five minutes. Uh, the story is a uh, Nepalese guy. Uh, I think I'm saying that right from Nepal. Uh, the 14, 14 peaks, Steve, there's 14 peaks in the world that are higher than 8,000 feet, okay? Uh, there's a German guy who climbed all 14 of them in 16 years, okay? He's still alive. Uh, he's in this dock. A guy from Nepal, where, where, where most of the Sherpas are from, right? A lot of Sherpas are from Nepal, and, but not many climbers. Right. And so he wanted to take on the 14 peaks, Steve, in seven months. 16 Whoa. years, Steve, is the record. Okay. Nims. Nims is the name of the guy. Fantastic documentary. Really? Really okay. good documentary. And the other one is a thing called Bad Sport, Stevie. There's six stories of guys who kind of scammed their way through, through sports, hmm. including the point-shaving point thing uh, in basketball. Uh, a really good story about a cricket player. Uh, it's cool. I think it's called Bad Sport. You, you'd enjoy it. Okay. But they're hour long shows. I don't understand mountain climbing, to be honest. Watch 14 Peaks, okay? Okay. Will you please? 
All right, I'll watch it. I'll, okay. I, I have some interest in it. I just don't understand the, you know, if I, you know. This just watch hook, it, Steve. If this, okay. if this stop, hook stop gives right way. Now. Stop, stop. Okay, uh, well, stop. Uh, let me, let just me talk. watch it. Okay. If this hook, you know, gets into the side of the cliff and it falls, I die. That's the part I don't like. But I've done, my dad and I used to climb mountains in the Adirondacks. We climbed the second highest peak in New York State. What? Yeah. But it, but it, but it wasn't that, that. Kind, it wasn't that kind, mind you. It was uh, it was it was steep and everything, but it wasn't death defying like this uh, seven peaks sounds 8, like. Feet, yeah. yeah, that's the kind of mountain climbing that I don't dig. I just don't get to be honest. Well, that's like K two is when the guy tackled Mount Everest. Okay, these are all these big big. Anyway, it's a it's a it's the best documentary I've seen in a long time. <laughs> long time. Algonquin really Peak good. was the name of the uh, mountain we climbed, just for the record. Mount Marcy is the highest point in New York State. That one would get a little more. That's one I probably wouldn't want to tackle because it's a lot yeah. harder. Anyway, okay, we got to go. Don't forget is our that website. the Appalachian? See, maybe you're in the Appalachian Mountains there. Nope. Nope. Hmm? That would be The Laurentians, lot. as we called them, the big mountains in uh, Quebec? Laurentians? Um, well, I don't, I've never done any of that. Just the Adirondacks. My dad had a thing about Lake Placid. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. And don't forget our website, stevewproject.com, and all the answers about this podcast can be found there, and uh, lots of stuff, uh, contact information. If you want to be a member of the program, you can find out how to do it there. We shall take our leave. Long show today. What the heck happened there? We went. Yeah, we, I'll we, tell we, you what, Stevie. I'm excited. Long show. Uh, I, am, I got booked to do a live gig. Really? I'm telling you. I'm saying that kind of COVID-wise, right? I haven't done yeah. a live gig since COVID hit. So I've got, well, I'm, I'm all fired up, Stevie. Is it yeah. outdoors? Or like, what kind of gig is it? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a with with six or seven NHL players in White Court, north of here. It's a charity called Hockey Heroes, the Hockey Heroes Game. Uh, so I'm gonna do a bunch of shtick and comedy and emceeing and hot stove stuff uh, for it. So I'm available, Steve, for live gigs. By the way. Oh, nice. Okay, I've never ever given it the shameless plug. Okay. You want me to come in and knock it out of the park and tell you about my mother? Nice. Happy to do it, Steve. Happy to do it. We can Who are you going to hire for the comedy part? <laughs> That's great. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to step on your line. I'm going to leave it. All right. Fair enough. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.